0: Before we begin, the Total Bro Sports Podcast would like to give a shout out to its sponsor, Four Seasons Landscaping. Four Seasons takes care of all your landscaping needs, and it is conveniently located between the sex shop and crematorium. Now on to the episode. Okay, welcome to the second episode of the Total Bro Sports Podcast. In contrast to last week's episode, the NFC NFC Least, this week we got the NFC West or the NFC Best, as some call it. And best it division proven to in be the Best division in football. Sporting a combined record of 20 and 13, and they include the division includes powerhouses such as the Seahawks, Rams, pesky Cardinals, and the consistently inconsistent 49ers. Yep. Great. Okay, so then I guess today, why don't – we can just briefly recap some of those primetime games that people may or may have missed. All right. Who watched Green Bay versus San Francisco?
1: No one watched that, but I did see the score. It was a massive blowout.
0: All right, I guess that all, that's all that needs to be said about that. Okay. <laughs> all right. New York at Washington. Who has some strong Back- opinions about that?
1: That game was a really big heartbreak. The Giants were trying to lose at the end. But Alex Smith threw two picks, and that was it. But, yeah, Alex Smith did come in and play
2: really, really well, though. It's I don't know what it is with Washington against the Giants and leg injuries or just Washington and leg oh my injuries. Gosh, but yes. Something crazy is happening. But Alex Smith did come in, and, I mean – Twenty four for thirty two for three hundred twenty five yards is incredible. Minus the interceptions,
1: of course.
0: I think he threw three interceptions though. So yeah,
1: That's, yeah. Um, the statute doesn't matter. It's all about the W. Yeah. We'll no, I agree try. with that.
0: The stat, the stat, stats are important, but the W is more important. I don't know. I just when I was watching that game, I just kind of feared for Alex Smith's health. It looked a lot better this time. Like now, he wasn't playing in the rain, but still with that old leg injury, just I'm still
2: worried about him. Yeah, once we got to see see him play like once, like at first I was kind of worried, but I mean he he looks decently mobile. Like there are plays where he tried to scramble out a little bit, and I mean obviously he won't run, but he looked decently mobile. Looked like he, you know, he looked like a normal quarterback out there. Yeah, he made some plays. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're right. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, heartbreaking for Washington fans, such as Jack and myself, but Uh, they're still alive.
1: All right. Yeah, the division's terrible.
0: True, yes. As we established last week, the division is terrible.
1: Pittsburgh at Dallas. Who watched it? What are the thoughts? That was a very good game. That game lived up to the height. well, maybe it lived – it was better than I expected. Garrett Gilbert showed more promise than ever. But at the end, they lost in massive heartbreak. Yeah. Are you guys
0: sad to see Danucci
1: go? Yeah. I thought he was going to become a meme.
2: Yeah, it could have gotten – it would have gotten way worse. But Garrett Gilbert, you know, he played well enough to earn himself a job. Steelers somehow snuck out of that one. I don't know how the Cowboys gave the Steelers the biggest scare of the season. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Especially after you know what they did the week before. It's just they have it hasn't looked encouraging at all. It looked like
0: a completely different team without Danucci at the helm. Like they could actually move the ball, and then Gilbert almost won the game for them at the end there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was the
1: Steelers really Steelers play ballsy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just surprised that they didn't allow more points also because Dallas has allowed the most points per game this year. I was expecting Roethlisberger and the Steelers just to, you know, have a field day with Dallas. But Dallas was in control a lot of the game. I mean, No, know. I think yeah, the Steelers' offense
0: is quite pedestrian, especially early in games. Yeah. It takes them a while to get going.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Steelers outscored the Cowboys 15-0 in the fourth. That's the only reason why they were even able to win the game. So, I mean, they can get it going earlier than that, maybe. Maybe yeah.
1: they can keep it up.
2: Do you think the Seahawks – or no, I'm
0: sorry, do you think the Steelers can keep this up and go 16-0, and out, or is that starting
1: so slow they'll, in they'll games
2: going to harm They're going to
1: fall once.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, it, it'll be t- tough, but, like, I don't know. I mean, they've looked really good, and their schedule down the stretch – has a lot of very winnable games, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, it is true. Great. All right, who watched the,
0: the battle between the Youngins in Miami and Arizona? No, you just streamed that off Reddit. I did. I did stream it off of Reddit as I was watching the Pittsburgh and Dallas game, which I thought was going to be a blowout. And that, I'm telling you, that Wait, game Alex. was nuts.
1: Alex, I'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsor, NFL Byte, for sponsoring this. <laughs> yes, NFL Byte, the best website to stream
0: sports. Screw NFL primetime NFL. NFL Sunday Ticket. NFL Sunday Ticket. Don't get it. You don't need it. <laughs> yes, that You're is up, the sponsor NFL of Bite. today's podcast, NFLbite.com. Check out NFLbite.com, please. All right, back to the content. Okay, Miami and Arizona, two young guys, Tua and Kyler. And Kyler Murray just looked fantastic. I don't know. He's just – the guy is lightning quick.
1: Yeah, he's he's short. He has lower center of gravity. And he has his go-to guy, Hopkins.
2: Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins was leading the league in receiving a few weeks ago. Now he's fifth in receiving yards, but still he's been a a huge, huge upgrade for the, for the wide receivers for Arizona. They finally have found their team, you know, Cliff Kingsbury is a great QB coach. He worked at Texas tech. He's been in a lot of great offenses, a lot of great passing offenses and Kyler has definitely, you know, developed into a great quarterback already. And yeah, like you were saying, like he's, He's so small that like he takes like a, like three three to four steps every five yards when a normal player would take like two. So it's just, <laughs> it's just so weird the way he runs, but it works for him. Do you
0: think he's quietly making a run? I don't, I don't know if anyone's been talking about this, especially in other sports media, but do you guys think he's quietly making a run at the MVP? He's not going to win it. Why not?
1: It's going to Russell Wilson.
0: I don't know, like that, yeah, everyone always says, yeah, Russell Wilson, he's gonna win the MVP. But he I think he was one of the front runners last year and it didn't happen. I think no, he Russell kind of flames out
1: towards the end of the season. He hasn't won it yet, but he's playing he's like playing record well with his weapons, DK Metcalf and like Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Tyler Murray's got Hopkins, but they don't really give – you have to basically throw, like, over 30 touchdown passes and, like, 10 picks at, least, at most to get the MVP.
0: No, no, I think yeah. it just depends on if you just take over a game for your team. Like, we saw last year with Lamar Jackson, he would just take over games and with his incredible running, and I think that's what won it for him.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: All right, so it sounds like we got that one out of the way. What about New Orleans and Tampa Bay?
1: Ugh, that was disgusting. 38-3 was terrible. (laughs) It was so bad that Jameis Winston almost beat Tom Brady in fantasy points. Wow. Yeah, that was
2: ridiculous. I don't know. I've never seen Brady play like that ever in his 20-year career. I mean, I just – I don't know what what it is. I mean – it seems like him leaving Belichick, they, they've both had their – him and Belichick have both had their struggles since their departure. But, I don't know, I've never seen Brady like this ever. And he looks so encouraging against the Packers, who obviously are a contender as well. So, I thought, you know, the Buccaneers last week – the week before everyone was saying, oh, th- this team could make a run, maybe go to the Super Bowl. But now people, after this
1: performance, everyone's kind of – they look terrible. But Total Bro Sports does not get ahead of ourselves. So, of course, everyone has bad games. I threw three picks. It's embarrassing, but there's always next week. They got trounced,
0: but I think if you want a team to go to the playoffs, it can't just be based on Brady. You got to have – the other teammates have to step up.
2: Yeah, but the deep wasn't playing that
1: well.
2: It was weird because they actually broke an NFL record for – Least amount of rushes. They only ran the ball five times, and one of those was Blaine Gabbert kneeling at the end of the <laughs> game. So. Yeah, I don't
1: know,
2: I don't know why just, they would step away from Brady. that because
0: that's what was working for them with Ronald. They had a yeah,
2: good is, rushers. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. They even have Lashawn McCoy. Like if they really need, they have some talent, talented running backs. But Bruce Arians typically has an air raid offense. He likes to throw the ball. That's what I thought was intriguing for Brady going into this offense was because he, he was coming from Belichick with a lot of checkdowns and slants, a lot of short passes, and then he goes to this air-raid offense where he's throwing every single down. It's just a really weird transition. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, to, I think he'll start to get used to it, though. Yeah, true. And
0: get, it just sounds like they had another hiccup. Like, they had a huge hiccup against the Saints week one, and I guess they just repeated it.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that is true. It's the first time that Brady's gotten swept by division opponents ever. Just ridiculous. Ever? I think so. Because, I mean, he's been the NFC East his entire career. He's he's beaten – Oh, AFC East. AFC East his entire career. All
0: right, guys. So, who is winning in this divorce? Brady or Belichick? Or is it just they destroyed a great thing for both of them?
1: (laughs) Brady's better because the record's better and Brady has weapons around him. Belichick has to build – like, people he's never really met up. The, let's face it, the Patriots barely beat the Jets. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's a
0: great segue into the next game we're supposed to be talking about.
1: Yes,
2: yeah. That was, you know, that was an interesting game. Surprisingly interesting. As a Jets fan, I mean, I was it was kind of a win-win because I was kind of hoping to win because I hate the Patriots more than any other team. <laughs> but I mean also, you know, I want Trevor, so I'm not yeah, super. Sure Do you guys well, think, oh, like, wait?
0: but Trevor might just return to
1: Clemson. To no, 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 no Alex. I don't, think so.
2: You don't Alex, think
1: so. No, Alex, that's stupid. You wouldn't. Just think Trevor got hurt in Clemson. His draft stock would drop. Yo, that's a great and point it, because it, there's another player on the Jets
0: who had that happen to him. Bryce Hall. Yes. Ben, I don't know if you know this, but Bryce Hall is from UVA.
2: Yes, he is. Yes. He's really good at UVA.
0: He was fantastic. He was a first-round pick, like, after his junior year, but he returned for his senior season and, unfortunately, got hurt.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we – that's why I was happy to get him. He was a steal. Like, he was – he is the talent for a first or second round, and we got him late. So, I was – that was definitely a good get by Douglas, but – yeah, that's yeah. – I mean, it's a good point.
0: And but what, I, mean, I guess some – me and probably some other listeners are confused. What is happening with Sam Darnold? I keep seeing check down Flacco out there. What's going on?
2: So, I mean, Darnold, he's – I don't know. He just keeps getting hurt. Like, he he hurt his shoulder this time. So, his shoulder's been feeling – he's been day-to-day, and he's been had limited at practice, and then – at the end of the week, he's like, "Oh, I'm not. I don't feel very good. I don't think I can play because they don't. They want him to be healthy enough to finish the season and like finish it strong. So they don't want to rush him out there. So they're kind of, you know, mm-hmm. giving him some time. But I think he'll be back after the bye week next week. But yeah, it's been. I don't know. It's just Darnold just has been terrible. Also, when he's been playing, I don't understand. Yeah, he <laughs> can't throw. It's mostly because – of. it's also because it's just, like, the lack of, you know, anything around him. Terrible offensive line. I mean, our first-round pick, Makai Becton, has been looking encouraging on the offensive line. But besides that, just terrible offensive line, no weapons. And, I mean, Flacco was able to make it work with Brashad Perriman and rookie Denzel Mims, Jameson Crowder. But
1: Yeah. Mims is pretty good.
2: Yeah, he'll be good. I'm very encouraged by Denzel Mims and Perriman made some incredible, incredible plays. I don't know how Flacco threw some of those balls, but <laughs> he dropped like three absolute dimes for touchdowns. Out of character Dude. for check down Flacco. I was astounding. yeah, yeah. It was weird, and and he was like really wasn't even stepping into it when he was throwing those. Like he's, I don't know. Oh, he's got so a he's, he's got, got a great arm, Flacco. Yeah, surprisingly.
0: Wait, but then no, you just—you mentioned earlier that you want Trevor. Are you moving on from Darnold as a well?
2: Jets okay. Well, what I'm—my thought process is, like, if we're gonna lose, and Trevor Lawrence can definitely be like, you know, a franchise-changing quarterback. He's by far the best quarterback coming out of the class, and I think that you know, if we have the number one pick, you can't give that up. So I'm hoping to get the number one pick, but. It's I my thought process is if we don't end up with the first pick, also I wouldn't be too frustrated because I know we're gonna get rid of Adam Gase and a lot of other coaches. Hopefully, out Loggins, the offensive <laughs> coordinator and QB coach. And I know that you know next year's team will not show what this year's team is. So if we don't get the first pick, I'll be happy to keep Darnold. But if we have the first pick, there's no chance you can't get Lawrence at all.
1: Yeah.
0: That's actually a good idea. I don't know. I yeah, think I'm that, sure. the pro- as Ben mentioned earlier, that the problem with Darnold was he just didn't have a, a good supporting cast, an offensive line. Maybe it's wise to trade the pick down and get some more supporting players around him.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they don't end up with the first pick, that definitely wouldn't be a bad idea. But I don't think there's any way you can give up drafting Trevor Lawrence if you have the first pick, if you're New York. Because, like, Darnold hasn't shown anything yet. Like, obviously, I, I believe in him, but I believe in Trevor Lawrence more as well. Yeah, so.
0: but this is a guy who hasn't even played in NFL down.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like he's, he's – like he, I think he's a generational talent. Like, he's got a – he's a really talented player. And I think that, um, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see his final decision because he's been kind of hesitant, but – A lot of, like, the quotes, if you watch the video, it's kind of taken out of context. Like, he really doesn't sound very, like, enthusiastic about it. He's just like, oh, I really don't know. Like, I'm just going to let it see. I'm just going (laughs) to let it play out. So, he doesn't seem like he really wants to come back that much.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to turn down, like, $18 million as a first-round pick.
2: Yeah. I don't see how he could – I think the only way he would – come back as if like they don't win the national championship or losing the national championship. And he just wants to get revenge and win. But I don't really know. I just don't see how he can give it up at this point. No, that's
0: like, I, I, a mistake I, to come back. As Jack mentioned, there's just too much risk to get hurt. And then your draft stock plummets like this is his best, best opportunity, but you would for him, you would hope he gets drafted by a better organization than the jets.
1: Yeah, that is true.
2: I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've seen a lot of stuff that's that says people people are suggesting to him that, you know, he should stay back. Like, people are giving their two cents and say that he should stay because the Jets are the team that are in line. But I don't think that that should matter at all because, I mean, it, it doesn't matter where – like, it doesn't matter where you go. You're going to go to a bad team if you are get the number one pick. Yeah. Like yeah. Jennifer, he knew he was going to go to the Bengals. He knew he was going to be a bad pick a bad team so it's like you know the Jets and this team like I said this this year's team doesn't reflect what's gonna happen next year I expect a lot of changes especially you know head coaching offense coordinator possibly even the defense coordinator I don't know but definitely a lot of changes and I have faith in our GM Joe Douglas to make the right decisions he was put in a terrible position and he's worked his way out of some of the stuff already yeah
0: that's no. to clean house with that I don't know like how it got so bad over there. I don't know why people keep believing in Adam Gase, but sounds like, he why shouldn't. don't they just get rid of him He's now? What's Why don't they just pull the trigger right now? What's going on over there?
2: I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, Joe Douglas, it's kind of like uh, Adam Gase and Joe Douglas kind of came together. So, it's, I don't know. Like they don't, it, it would kind of be bad. If, I feel like Joe Douglas feels like it would be bad to, you know, fire Gase now because, like, they came together. But, I don't know. I mean, I think that I think that if, if the Jets really want to get the first pick, it wouldn't be the worst idea to keep Gase because obviously well, it's not <laughs> working. With like Dow Loggins took the play calling duties a few weeks ago. In the past few weeks, there's been obvious improvement. Like we barely lost to the Bills. We you know, obviously put up 27 against the Patriots, which is we put up 29 in the last four weeks previous. And then we got 27 this week with Dow Loggins' offense. So it's, I don't know. I feel like if you keep Gase, we're going to keep losing. So I don't mind it at this point.
1: Yeah. Just, yeah. They just need to fire him.
2: Yeah, they need to fire him. I, I wouldn't, but as a Jets fan, I don't mind him getting beat up this season, just like taking the beating and then firing him after the season. Yeah, I guess it's just
0: a point and, of professionalism. If they came together, then he's going to want to let him ride out the season. And as you said, it's probably best. For him as well, because Gay seems like a sure way to a number one, the number one overall pick.
2: Yeah, and you look at like teams like the Falcons and and the Texans, like they both have improved since firing their coach. Yeah, so it was kind of like the Jets are going to see inevitable improvement because you can't get much worse than it it is right now, <laughs> and I definitely think Gay is a big, big reason for that. Why that's true. Was Gase? What? What was?
0: Why do you think it was Gase that was tanking this team?
2: So I think I think he's the problem for a number of reasons. But one is because I don't know. I mean, just he's just not he's not a good leader at all, and no one in the organization seems to respect him. Like there's no one, and so many people have come out this season and they're saying, oh, he hasn't been preparing for games well. It's the same thing with McCarthy. It's like they say like. They they've said, Oh, he's not preparing for games well and all the stars on our team, like Jamal Adams and Le'Veon, they all want to get traded and it's just no one respects him. Ever since Gase has come in, that's all we have Le'Veon and Jamal Adams Gase came in and pushed him out and pushed some other people out. And he just hasn't he's we've had a statistically low amount of points scored per game in yards and just I just don't see how it couldn't have been him that's caused his problem.
0: Yeah, I don't know what NFL coach does not prepare for games, maybe.
2: I mean, they, he's just not doing the right things. And, like, Bradley McDougal, this guy from the Seahawks who came in the middle of the season from the Seahawks, he, he was one of the guys who said it. So, you know, out of anyone who came from Pete Carroll's team, I would trust that he knows what he's talking about and with, yeah, like, coaching preparation. And, yeah, that's true. And be also it part of the reason of the why he has not football team, football league. Yeah, yeah. Also, another reason I forgot. One of the reasons why he hasn't been fired as well is because Darnold's been, like, a big supporter of him. And it's like – that was a reason why he got hired, because Darnold really liked him. And even after the first season, a lot of people were done with him, and Darnold was like, oh, give him a chance. Like, I gotta like him. So Darnold speaks highly of Gase and, you know, likes playing for him, but that's not the case with most other players. I think that's why – <laughs> well, Gase shot.
1: isn't a good coach. Just ask Ryan Tannehill.
2: Yeah, I've heard Peyton Manning vouched for him because he was the offensive coordinator when Manning was on the Broncos. But besides that, I haven't really heard of any other players vouching for him. I think Peyton Manning I mean, called, called his own place. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it was Gase who <laughs> who helped Manning out because yeah, that's, that's, that's why I was encouraged going in. That's one of the reasons why. Everyone was encouraged. They're like, oh, it's Peyton Manning. He has experience from Manning and these other good quarterbacks. And, like, you know, he won a Super Bowl. You know, all like L. I thought that could carry over, but I guess not. Yeah, unfortunate.
0: Yeah. All right. I guess yep. this is a good segue into the, the actual topic of today the NFC West.
1: Yes. Okay, what I think of the NFC West, my prediction is Seahawks are going to win it, and then they're going to probably make it to the – like somewhere around the NFC, like championship game. They're pretty good on offense. Defense are a bit weak.
2: Yes, they are.
1: No, great point, Jack,
0: because on defense, they actually have the – and the most yards scored – yeah, They give up the most yards, is 455.8 per game, and are 28th in the league when it comes to points scored against them.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, and it's mostly their pass defense. They've allowed by far the most passing yards per game. They've allowed 362 passing yards per game. And, I mean, it's just – I mean, it's not the run game. They're actually fourth and – fourth least amount of run rushing yards allowed. But I don't know. I mean, I thought I thought Jamal Adams was going to come and help fix this um, the secondary, but he's been one of the, ranked one of the worst corners in coverage this season. And oh, I, just, I don't wow. know what happened to. Yeah, like it's it's surprising. He's great getting into the backfield and you know disrupting the run, but he just isn't great in coverage.
0: No, but, but in is contrast, true. you know, who has been great in coverage is Seahawks quarterback Trey Flowers. He's allowed a passer rating of only 65.1 as the nearest defender in coverage. for I guess, yeah, is. is Buffalo, according to NFL Next Gen Stats.
1: Wait, wait, Trey Flowers?
0: Yeah, Trey Flowers.
1: So he's, like, the best um corner in the game?
0: I, I wouldn't say he's the best corner, but he's solid. He's solid filling in for Quentin Dunbar and, what, Quandre? No, he's – yeah, Trey Flowers, definite positive spot on that team. I would – yeah, like Ben said, I was surprised that John, that um, Jamal Adams was not as good as he's been in the past in coverage. But anyway, how about Russell Wilson? What do you guys think of him?
1: He's oh. really good. He runs for his life every play, but he does – he is very good at finding the open man. Yeah, he is a stud. I mean –
2: I definitely think he'll have a chance at winning MVP. I mean, he's thrown for I mean, I don't know, he's he has the second most like passing yards per game.
0: Yards he's thrown for
2: Yeah, he's the second most passing yards per game behind Dak, who obviously, you know, it's Dak, but yeah. he's been he's been incredible and though I think the only reason why they've even lost a few games is cuz he's turned the ball over a lot in those losses, but I mean, besides that, they started out five and zero. Wilson was on a roll. They've lost two other last three though, which is unfortunate. But I definitely think that's due to a lot of uh, turnovers by Russell Wilson.
0: No, they should have won. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Because against the Cardinals, if Wilson, had Wilson not turned that turned the ball over, they would have won that game.
2: Yeah, he threw three picks that game, and most recently in the Bills' loss, he threw two picks and fumbled twice as well. So. Even when he's putting up 388 and 390 yards in those games, he's still, you know, t- t- turned it over in some key situations.
1: Yeah, All right. that's true.
0: Cardinals, what do you guys think? Are they dark horse? Not
2: are
1: they good enough? They're, to actually, I think they, they're definitely going to be, a, I think, a dark horse team, but I don't think they're going to go very far in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I see them being second in this division behind the Seahawks. But I don't I don't see them. You know, I see the T- Seahawks taking it as well. But the Cardinals definitely have a lot of talent. I mean, Kyler's really really talented, and I mean he's just uh, him and Cliff Kingsbury definitely work really well together. And having that trade really worked out for them, getting D Hop and I mean Hopkins is just you know a stud. Yeah, you he is. A brain, Hopkins, great combo.
0: Yeah, great great points. Uh, Rams.
1: They're pretty good too. They got Aaron Donald. They have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Jared Goff. They're good, but I think they're they might eke it into the playoffs. But it wouldn't surprise me if they don't. If they just miss it. Yeah, I
2: mean they've been really good in their secondary. Has been good. I mean they've allowed the second a uh, second least amount of uh, passing touchdowns and second least amount of passing yards per game. But it's just uh, – if they had a better – I just feel like if they had a better quarterback, it could push them ahead. I mean, Daryl Henderson has emerged as a top rusher. He's been really, really good. The Rams have had the seventh most rushing yards per game. So, I think it all just goes back to if Jared Goff is just – they have a less mediocre quarterback, I guess. Cause Jared Goff yep. he's decent. But if they had, like, a solid quarterback, it's better. It could definitely be a playoff team. Thank you for listening to the Total Bro Sports Podcast.